What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Progress Not Perfection. It has been a while since I've done a solo podcast, but I figure, hey, no time like the present. I didn't have a guest lined up this week. I had a bunch of things on my mind, on my plate, and I didn't want to leave you guys hanging without dropping an episode. So I figured, hey, let me get on here (laughs) and uh, actually lately just to update you guys on me and what's been going on with me. I have been in a calorie surplus. So for those of you who don't know, I've been in a calorie deficit for quite a long time. Got decently lean for myself and decided, hey, it's time for me to finally dedicate myself to at least six months to a year of building muscle. And in order to build muscle, you need to be in a calorie surplus. So people know what a calorie deficit is. You know that you need a calorie deficit in order to lose fat, but a lot of people don't understand that it's really, really hard to build muscle unless you are in a calorie surplus. There are times when being in a calorie deficit, yeah, you can build some muscle, especially if you're newer to training, but if you are a little bit more advanced, intermediate, it becomes harder and harder the longer your training age or your training... Um, your training, I guess, difficulty. So the, the, the higher your training difficulty is, the, if you're an intermediate lifter, advanced lifter, the harder it is for you to build muscle in a calorie deficit. And it's very, very beneficial for you to jump into a calorie surplus. So one of the questions that I got is, how do you build muscle? And What's interesting, I always like to look up these questions on Quora. If you guys haven't been on Quora, it's like basically people ask questions and other people jump in and answer. And usually the the top questions are the ones that people like the most. And what's funny is sometimes there's some good information, but most of the time it's not very good. So I'm going to read <laughs> I'm going to read the top answer from Quora here and then I'm going to break down What's wrong with this answer and what I would change? So somebody asked, what is the best way to build muscle? And Iraj Atagali said, training, diet, and consistency. I swear that's all you need. At the age of 15, I was an extremely skinny guy. And my mom, who was a doctor, used to take me to dietitians every month. I really didn't understand that I was extremely thin until a lot of people started to make jokes about it in school, and every time I'd go out to buy clothes, I had to buy the small size and get it tailored down to fit me. Damn, he was really small. At the time, I was in year 11 and loved basketball. I was also studying to be a doctor. I started going to the gym in 2012, and my split was Monday, chest, back, biceps, Tuesday, blah, 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 and I stick to a very strict diet. Thanks to my mom, who's a strict doctor. We rarely ate out. I spent years without fast food. If I did, we went out. If I did go out, we went to a hotel or a fancy restaurant to have a decent meal that wasn't too unhealthy. Slight overview of my diet: 7 a.m. in the morning, six egg whites, two whole eggs, oats, two glasses of carrot juice. 10:30 a.m. sandwich, chicken and salad, protein shake. 1 p.m. rice, chicken, kale, dal, and salad. I'm guessing this man is in India because he's eating dal for lunch. Um, for those of you who don't know what dal is, it's kind of like a curry, I guess. It's like lentil dal. Basically, yeah, it's like a curry. 
We'll call it that just to keep things simple. 4 p.m. Salad, chicken, post-workout, any meal you prefer, chocolate, protein, 8 p.m. Boiled, veggies, gross, fish or steak. Do not avoid dairy. Do not buy juice. They are filled with sugar. Make your own juices at home. It took me three months to see slight results. As soon as I saw slight results, I got addicted. Even though I love partying, I don't drink alcohol or smoke. Getting sufficient sleep is important, and now I just turned 20 and I've been training for five years. Of course, I took breaks. I'm in uni now and haven't been in the gym in a couple of weeks. Throughout my five years, I've noticed the majority of individuals who go to the gym quit because they can't see results. When I go back to the, my old gym, the only person I recognize is my trainer. It's not easy. If it was for everyone, if it was, everyone would do it. Sculpting your physique is an incredible journey where you learn a lot about yourself. It also helps you build great discipline and control in your life. And he showed a couple pictures of himself. This guy has a really impressive physique. Some advice. People will call you obsessed in the beginning. I've had so many friends who called me obsessed. Now they're asking me how I did it. Keep hustling. Hope this helps. I like that answer. <laughs> I think he put a lot of time and energy into that answer. And he's right. Training, nutrition, and consistency is correct. And so those are the three takeaways we're going to take from all that stuff that he said. And I really like the last part he said about how people will call you obsessed in the beginning, but just keep going and later they'll be asking you how you did it. Um, so not a bad answer. I actually like his answer. But here's the thing. This doesn't really help people. And what I mean by this is it doesn't actually teach them how to do it for themselves. He gave basically a meal plan, right? And the problem with meal plans is, A, they're vastly unsustainable. I never recommend any of my clients go on a meal plan. I don't prescribe meal plans. I'm not a dietitian. Even if I was a dietitian, I would still not give people meal plans unless it was under some very extreme medical circumstances where they needed one. But if someone just wanted to lose weight or build some muscle, I would not give them a meal plan. What I would do, if especially if they wanted to build muscle, is I would, A, Get them into a calorie surplus. This is the driver of muscle growth, being in a calorie surplus. Well, this is the driver of weight gain, okay? <laughs> you, have to be, you have to be in a surplus to gain weight. And in order for that weight to come from mostly muscle and growing, building muscle in the process, we want to make sure that we're training effectively. So what does that mean? It means that we are following a training program that has us using progressive overload. Now, progressive overload is just a fancy term for either increasing weight or increasing reps week after week and always trying to do a little bit more every single week. Now, you're not going to be able to do more every single week, but you should be able to get like one extra rep every single week. You should, be, And if you're new to training, you should be able to increase the weight pretty consistently every single week especially on compound lifts like squat bench deadlift um, glute bridges hip thrusts things like that any compound movements rdls you know you should be able to go up every single week if you're leg pressing you should be able to go up every single week you know anything that it that uses larger muscle groups you should be able to go up and weight every single week 
Now, smaller muscle groups like shoulders and biceps and triceps, you may not be able to go up and wait every single week, but you can increase the reps. This is called double progression method. So that's either you increase the weight or increase the reps every single week. For example, if somebody gave you a set of dumbbell bicep curls, we all know what those are, three sets of eight to 12, right? So there's a range of reps, eight to 12. So as long as you hit eight or 12 or anywhere in between those numbers, you have completed a set successfully, right? But here's the thing. Let's say for week one, you're able to do 20 pound dumbbells for eight reps. Week two, instead of jumping up to 25 pound dumbbells, what you would do is get nine or 10 reps with the 20 pound weights. Week three, you'd get 10 or 12 reps with the 20 pound weights. And then once you can get 12 reps pretty easily with the 20 pound weights, then you would go up to the 25 pound weights. So that's the double progression method. Pretty much you keep going in reps until you're at the top of the prescribed rep range. In this case, it would be 12. And then you increase the weights. So this is, this is a really, really efficient way to build muscle and build strength. And it works very, very well. So it's not so much about... It's not so much about volume and how many exercises, how many sets and reps you're doing every single week. It's more so about how close you are training to failure. So now we're going to talk a little bit about intensity because a lot of people, they go to the gym and they'll be doing those dumbbell bicep curls, but they stop at 10 reps, even though they could have gotten 20 reps, 25 reps, 30 reps sometimes. And the problem with this is only the last four or five reps actually go towards building strength or hypertrophy, which is building muscle. So if you want to build muscle, you need to train close to failure. Well, what is failure? Failure is when you cannot get that weight up anymore. If on that 10th rep, you try to bring your your arm, your hand all the way up to your chest for that dumbbell bicep curl and you fail, that is failure. You're not able to get your, your hand all the way up. You're not able to to get your elbow into flexion all the way up. So this would mean that you were you failed on that rep and you weren't able to complete it. So that's failure. And so you can train to failure, especially on safer exercises like a dumbbell bicep curl. And, you know, obviously you wouldn't want to go to failure on something like a squat uh, bench and deadlift. Don't go to failure on those exercises. But anything that uses smaller muscle groups or anything that your chest and back is supported, you're pretty much safe to be going to failure. And you want to make sure that you have somebody with you that can spot you. If you are doing heavy compound lifts like squat, bench, or deadlift, make sure you have a spotter with you, somebody that can watch you and make sure that you know you don't hurt yourself if you are going close to failure. But for those exercises, I recommend you stay within that two to three, two to four uh, reps in reserve or two to four reps away from failure. And that's how you build muscle. If you are increasing strength, you are most likely going to be increasing your muscle. Now, nutrition, here's where nutrition comes in. You need to be in a slight calorie surplus. How do you find out your calorie surplus? Well, 
let's say you're in a calorie deficit right now and you know how many calories you're eating to be in that calorie deficit. To lose a pound per week, let's say let's say you're losing a pound per week and you're eating 1900 calories per day. I'm whipping out my calculator here. So let's say you're eating 1900 calories per day. We can estimate that your maintenance is probably 500 calories above that. So your maintenance is probably 2400 and in order for you to be in a surplus, you would need to eat above 2400. So how far above do you eat above your maintenance in order to build muscle? People say that you should be eating 100 to 300 calories above your maintenance, which is not much. It's not much at all. 100 calories is like a tablespoon of peanut butter, right? That's like 120 calories. So add add that 500 back to your deficit so you're at 2400 and then another 100 on top of that and keep track of your weight on the scale you know if you're if the weight on the scale spikes up the first week don't worry about it that's just because you're eating more food you're holding on to more uh, water weight more muscle glycogen all of these things will mean that you are going to weigh more on the scale but you don't need to worry about it because on average, and I say on average because people don't understand this concept, but it's very important. Take your average weekly weigh-in every single week. Take your weigh-ins from every single day, add them all up, and divide it by seven. That's going to give you your average weekly weigh-in. You take that number, you divide it by seven, that's going to give you your average weekly weigh-in. That number is what you compare week to week to week. You should be gaining 0.2 to 0.5 pounds per week. 0.5 on the higher end, 0.2 on the lower end. So you see why it's important to get a average because if you were to just weigh yourself on random days, any given day you're going to be up 2 to 4 pounds and you're going to be down 2 to 4 pounds. So it's really random how the body works and how your weight is measured. So making sure that you are taking average weekly weigh-ins you are taking waist and body measurements every couple weeks and you're taking progress photos i'd recommend once per month and you can compare those progress photos month one month two and what you'll find and this has been my experience with being in a calorie surplus now for six weeks is that your head will play games on you it will start to tell you that you are gaining too much body fat it's time to cut you're not building any muscle. You look at your progress photos and you're like, I don't see any progress. I don't see any results. It's almost the same as fat loss, except it's a lot slower of a process. And well, let's be honest, you get to eat more food. Sleep is better. Training is better. Recovery is better. Everything is better. Sex is better. Life is better. All of these things are better because you are able to eat more food and your body likes eating more food. Your body does not like being in a calorie deficit. It likes being in a calorie surplus. And so I'd say one of the hardest things about being in a calorie surplus is learning how to manage your expectations, manage your body self-image because you are going to gain some fat. That's gonna happen and managing your digestion a lot of people don't talk about that but managing your digestion because you are eating a considerable amount more food 
So being a little bit more intelligent about the foods that you eat, maybe take some supplements, some digestive enzymes. I like the digestive support supplement from Legion. A little biased since I work with them, but I've been testing it out. And I've just found that uh, my digestion has improved drastically since I've started taking their supplement. So go check that out. Um, 20% off in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. But having that digestion is important. Having good sleep is important. Training hard is important. Making sure that you're getting the most out of those calories. You're training hard. You're using progressive overload. You're training close to failure. And you are eating in a slight calorie surplus. And that, done time after time, for months and months, sometimes years and years, will afford you the muscle building properties of being in a calorie surplus. Now, let's say you're in a calorie surplus and you're not seeing results and you're not sure what's wrong. You just feel like you're gaining fat. Well, chances are your mind might be playing tricks on you. Chances are your training program is not effective. You're not training close to failure. Chances are you're just being impatient. So, Those are some things that may be going wrong if you're not seeing results. Have someone else look at your progress photos and assess your progress and make sure that you are not using your own objective eye and opinion because we tend to be very harsh critics on ourselves and you'll you'll be good to go. All right, so hopefully this was informative and you now understand how to build muscle and how to build strength in a calorie surplus. And I'm going to be writing a a more in-depth article about this. This was just like a short little podcast on it. And yeah, I think I'm going to be doing more solo podcasts coming up. So look out for that. And thank you guys so much for listening. If this episode was helpful, then um, please shoot me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help me out. It helps the channel out a lot. Go check me out on YouTube, Chef Jeffrey's Kitchen. Go follow me on Instagram if you're not following me there. And that's all I got for you. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you soon.